The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 21st chapter. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, with fish laid out on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Growing up, I knew a man who told wonderful stories about the most ordinary things, like, for instance, household chores. Whenever he told one of these stories, you always wondered whether his life was enchanted or perhaps maybe he was lying. I mean, my chores were always boring, but for his, they always seemed so enchanted. I mean, why was his life so enriched versus mine? But regardless of those questions, you always wanted to have him tell you another story. Now, today's gospel reading, seven disciples set out on a very ordinary fishing trip that turned out to be more than they could ever want. Now, the size of the catch normally gets most of our attention, but really it's the ordinary things that reveal the most about Jesus' resurrection. Now, there are fantastical, unusual things that happen in this text, like, for instance, why the disciples don't recognize Jesus, even though they're not there far away, and just before this, they saw him twice. Or, like, for instance, why does Peter put on his coat in order to go swimming? Or did you wonder why Peter by himself was able to haul in all the fish from the boat while the six that were in the boat couldn't do it themselves? But the most wonderful thing in this gospel text is that Jesus serves them breakfast. 
It is in breakfast that they all know that it is the Lord. They didn't even need to question who he was. Jesus' resurrection turns life into an, an archive of excess, of more. Where each moment of life turns into an opportunity for God to show himself to you. In each of the resurrection stories throughout the gospel, God is always doing more than what you see. Like, for instance, a night of failure turns into a morning of abundance. Ignorance turns into knowledge. Distance turns into intimacy. The rocky waves turn into the solid ground, and death turns into life. When the resurrected Jesus shows up, he saturates every event with meaning turning that moment into another opportunity to tell a wonderful story. In fact, at the very end of the Gospel, at the end of chapter 21, the Apostle John writes to us and says that there are so many of these sorts of stories that there's not even enough paper in the world to write them all down. Now, I think each one of us longs and desires for this sort of experience. To know that life is full, that's meaningful, it's beautiful. No one wants to live in a world that's just skin deep. And no one wants to live in a world where all you see is, in fact, all there is. I would argue that's why we put filters on our photos before we post them to Instagram. They make our lives look better than they really are. But like any Instagram model out there, we all know it's staged. And if we're just a scratch underneath the surface, we'll expose what is really there. Just our ordinary lives. Not something as wonderful as the image makes it look. See, while we try to create meaning, beauty, and fullness in our life, all of our attempts usually turn out to try to hide things rather than reveal them. We make sure that no one really gets to see who we really are and what our life is about. However, Jesus' resurrection goes even deeper and reveals what's really there. God's saving work and God's recreation. Just like the seven disciples didn't recognize Jesus it's impossible to see the resurrection without Jesus' intervention. Jesus intervenes in the ordinary things, like an ordinary fishing trip. He intervenes with his word of abundance where he says, there actually are fish in there, just cast the net on the right side. And then when, the God, when, when John, the apostle John, sees the fish, he knows it's the Lord because the fish reveal God's presence. Then, of course, when they sit around the charcoal fire and are fed breakfast, then they know that God is present with them. An ordinary fishing trip and an ordinary breakfast reveal something to be much more wonderful than what's first seen.
The resurrection makes seeing, then, makes seeing Jesus' resurrection, or presence, in ordinary circumstances now the new normal. The disciples didn't recognize Jesus at first because he had not revealed himself. But once he did, their eyes are changed. Their eyes are opened to see what's really going on. And once they see that, they live in expectation that Jesus will always show up like he promises. I mean, how many of us head off to work with no expectation of something happening that's more than the same old, same old? Or how many do we expect out of life that all we see is what we're going to get? The resurrection shows us that there's more to see and more to live in this life. When Jesus enters into your life and reveals himself, our eyes change, and we see things as they are. We see life full because God is present, saving us and recreating us. We begin to see how God is active in our daily lives then, whether it be giving us our daily bread or giving us our family or how he's given us work to do. Once Jesus shows up in our regular life, we begin to see them for what they really are, the handiwork of God. Since each of us is a child of the Most High God, and our lives are His handiwork, each of us have a a wonderful story to tell, even though it might seem to be ordinary. When we take a moment to think about it, though, Some of the best gospel work happens in the most ordinary circumstance. Like when two loved ones reconcile themselves through the forgiveness of sins around the breakfast table. Or how best friends are created around the dinner table. Jesus' resurrected presence in any ordinary life reveals it to be something wonderful and beautiful and meaningful including yours. Today's gospel lesson shows us that when Jesus shows up in your life, through his word and his sacrament, your life is then continually open to the surprises that God has in store for you, to grace. And you live in this constant watchfulness, hoping you won't miss him. But even if you do, believing that there will always be more sightings of God because of his promises to come and be with you. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.